What does life look like after being diagnosed with Meniere's disease? Vestibular migraines, neuritis, BPPV, MDDS, or any other balance disorder? How do you accept the new normal and learn to live and manage all the symptoms associated with these disorders? This podcast will introduce you to vestibular warriors who share their healing journey, obstacles they have overcome, and ones they continue to struggle with. Pretty much anything and everything these disorders shake up in our lives. We will share stories that are honest and vulnerable. We laugh, we cry, but mostly we learn from and lean on each other so no one feels alone. Come be inspired and lean on a community that will empower you. You don't have to navigate these turbulent waters alone. My special guest today is Lisa. We had such a lovely conversation, despite some internet issues on my side, but it didn't stop us from going off topic many times. Before we jump right in, let me share a little bit about Lisa. Her first symptoms began in 2004 and then disappeared for 10 years. Then she experienced another episode and then later diagnosed in 2020 when her symptoms returned with Meniere's disease. She longed for information and connection from people living with Meniere's. Over time, she began to understand that we can manage most of our symptoms and more importantly, our outlook while we learn to care for our physical body. She believes we can learn to live more positively with gratitude, humor, and compassion. Today, Lisa sells on-air advertising for four radio stations and digital advertising in real life. She has a theater background and a BA in art. She just became a grandmother last week for the very first time. This is so exciting, Lisa. Lisa's a Vita ambassador and will be on the patient panel for Vita's third virtual vestibular conference on March 6th through the 10th. Please welcome Lisa. Well, welcome, Lisa. I'm so happy we finally connected. (laughs) Yes, me too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think we first talked like last summer, so... Yes. Uh, yeah, it was last summer. I think after you met with Steve and them, right? Yeah, not too long after that. Yeah, yeah. Because that was, was kind so, of in the spring, spring break. Yeah, time. I was so bummed out I missed that. That that looked like it was a lot of fun. So if you wouldn't take a second and uh, share a little bit about yourself and your vestibular journey. Okay. Well, um, I live in Indiana. I'm originally from Iowa. Moved around the country a lot and landed here. Um, my first vestibular symptoms, um, showed up in 2004. I woke up at night and was really, really dizzy. Uh, I woke up my husband at the time and said, you know, something is really, really wrong. And so long story short, you know, we stumbled down the hall and I was sick and the whole thing, and you know, what in the world's happening? Um, And at that time, it was um, thought to be an allergic reaction to Bing cherries. So swore off Bing cherries. (laughs) And um, that was it. And then in, I know, right? And then in in 2019, it happened again. So 14 years, 15 years later, um, I had another vertigo attack. And I thought, whoa, wow, haven't had one of these for a long time. How about that? you know, weird. I haven't had any cherries. (laughs) So (laughs) So it's obviously not the cherries. (laughs) And then, and then they made a year and I was like, oh, this weird thing happens to me, da, da, da. 
And, you know, so I had another one in 2020. And of course, we were all, you know, locked down and all that. So I was out walking and running a lot and doing all the things. And I had had some other like little dizzy kind of weird things happen. And I remember I, but not, you know, vertigo. And I remember telling my sister, I think I have Meniere's disease. She's like, oh, for heaven's sake, stay off Google, you know. <laughs> Did you know There's someone no, with Meniere's disease? So, no, no. <laughs> you just Google in it. But know where, I, how I even knew to look that up. I don't even know. I don't even know. And, so, you know, Dr. Google, you just kind of yeah. go down that and, um, and realize you have everything. But um, <laughs> so then I was out running and um, my right earbud fell out. Mm -hmm. And I realized I couldn't hear anything. And I was like, dang it, I'm going to have to get new earbuds. And then for some reason, I just did this, went over to the other side and I could hear it just fine. I was like, okay. So wow. I ignored that too. And um, then, then I had a friend that was visiting um, from out of town. I was really excited to see her, was on my way downtown um, to see her. And I had a vertigo attack in the car on the way down there. And I turned around and drove home and I was crying and everything. I'm like, I can't come. And, um, boy, I knew no sooner hit the door and I was sick and, you know, it lasted a good three or four hours as you know. And so I finally decided to go to the doctor. And at that time, you know, I had the classic hearing loss pattern mm -hmm. of Meniere's disease. And I was like, that's why I can't hear my son. <laughs> I, can't hear his, I can't hear his deep voice. He's like, Whoa. you know, um, so yeah, so that kind of started started the journey. So you were diagnosed pretty quickly then? Pretty quickly. Um, we kind of bypassed all the testing, you know, all the dizzy things and the water and the head jerking oh, yeah. and all that, because I checked all the boxes. So, you know, why, you know, my doctor and I were like, you know, why, why put me through that, spend mm. all the money, spend all the right. time and it get the answer we are fairly confident we're going to get anyway. And that would not be allergic to Bing cherries. <laughs> right. That's a bonus. <laughs> I know. So I eat Bing cherries now again. So that's good. <laughs> good. Did you stay off those for 14 years? But yeah. Wow. So, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't eat them. No, no. So I was like, that was terrible. If that's what I can bypass Bing cherries, if that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So Crazy. that would have been, that was the beginning of 2021. So, um, yeah. So it's wow. been two years. Yeah. Did you do any vestibular rehab or anything? I did. I did. Um, I work with a gentleman named Andy here in uh, town and, um, we did some things, the head turning and the pattern, um, standing on squishy surfaces and lots of walking. Yeah. And finally he just said, you know, he said, you know, you run and you do yoga and you do all these things. And he said, I kind of don't know what else to do with you. So you've got your tools, you know, yeah. and come back if, you know, you start having more problems. So he kind of kicked me out. <laughs> Were you having relief? I mean, did you, were you experiencing relief? I, yes. And something that was interesting, and I had talked to other 
people just on the support groups yeah. about how, um, you know, people are like, oh, I lay down when I have an attack. And I'm like, wow, I, I stand <laughs> if I can. And look, I can look, I have a small bathroom window and I can look out and I can see this tree like across a couple of lawns and across the street. And I've always just stared at it and kind of swayed back and forth <laughs> and, and hold onto the windowsill until I get, you know, you get to that point where you're so sleepy, you yeah. know, you, you start getting, you know, that fatigue and you oh, just yeah. start getting really sleepy. Right. Um, I stand as long as I can. And Andy was like, well, you're kind of doing some of these visual exercises already, just right. instinctively. And I told other people, I stand. They're like, what? <laughs> I think Steve was one of the people that. that I think Steve was one of the people that went, what? <laughs> you know? So right. but I don't, I don't always. I I rarely, rarely lay all the way down. I don't think I ever do. I don't think I ever do. That's just bad for me. Bad. That's crazy. I was going through your blog and I love your blog. It's just beautiful. Oh, thank you. I've kind of fallen off the wagon. I've kind of, um, I know you and I talked about kind of taking a sabbatical, kind of walking away from things. And I kind of did that and I really want to get back to it. I want to get back to it, but thank you for the compliment. Yeah. I appreciate that. Do you that. find it's uh, therapeutic to be writing like that? I do. Yeah, I do. And um, yeah, because I think when I was first diagnosed, um, this is kind of what motivated me to start the blog and so forth is when mm-hmm. I was first diagnosed, um, I just probably had very much the same experience. Um, you just kind of go, well, what does this mean? What's going to happen now? Um, and I live by myself. So I was wondering, you know, what's going to happen to my independence? What, you know, cause I was reading all these absolutely horrifying things, you know? And so I just had my really good cry, you know, like wailing, carrying on. you know, and then went, okay, honestly, I'm no different than I was yesterday and the day before that, the day before that, I just have a name for it now. Right. Um, so what can I do that will make, will help people that are newly diagnosed not be completely horrified? Yeah. You know, what is, what is helpful? What is, encouraging, you know, um, and at the time of my diagnosis, I was going through a lot of personal transitions anyway, because of some other things that had happened, um, in my life. And so here's one more thing. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's like, yay. Um, but but I can handle this. I, yeah, but I found I found myself going. You know, I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was a couple of years ago, and this is just one more thing. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take all this self growth and positive energy that I've been focusing on other parts of my life, and I'm going to focus it on the Nears Monster too. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to start trying to figure out, you know, how to 
live with this because I didn't want to be one of those people that just, you know, was gloom and doom and, you know, having so many people get stuck. Yeah. And having pills thrown at me right and left and have this pill is going to help this, but you're going to come back in six months. And then we're going to tell you, you need another pill because of the side effects of this one. I didn't want to get in that rabbit hole. Yeah. And so I started just doing a lot of research and reading and found a couple of books. Um, I found one that was, it's terrible. I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name. It's called Overcoming Meniere's. He was a Oh, um, not like, I want to say Mark Knopfler, but that's the guy from, you know, um, oh my gosh, I have that book. I cannot think of the name of the author either, but he was a PhD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll insert it later. Um, he was a PhD and started having symptoms while he was working on his dissertation, you know, was pretty much debilitated by it and just went all out on the salt thing. Right. And, um, so I started trying that and I thought, you know, anything I can do anything. Um, and then the second book I found, um, was Steve's Steve totally. Schler. And Aww. yeah. And that was talking about on the vertigo. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I just happened upon that. I saw him, he posted in a, in a support group mm-hmm. and he was talking about, um, life rebalance. And I actually kind of misunderstood. I thought he was a filmmaker and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Da, 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 da. And then as I read more and researched him a little more, then I was like, Oh my gosh, he wrote a book. I'm going to read this book. This is great. You know, um, I've liked his posts. And so, yeah, so I read his book and that was really, um, inspiring and instrumental to kind of, you know, Absolutely. Highly recommend it to anybody that hasn't. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to where, when you first were diagnosed, you're like, okay, now I have, I know what to call it, but uh, I was still dealing with the symptoms and learning how to live with it. I think people get so caught up on getting a name for what's going on that they forget to live, that they get so obsessed with it. Do you find that? The groups, yes. Yes. And I don't, and I'm, and I'm sure that they're helpful for some people and I don't want to, you know, completely, you know, I don't want to trash them, but oh, no, have, no, they're, they're, they're I have, there are good groups out there <laughs> back from the ones that I found initially. Um, and I'll, I'll share a little story too. One of the other reasons I thought, you know what, I'm going to figure out a way that I can be helpful and inspiring. Right. Um, because I was starting to experiment with food a lot and trying to eat better. And, you know, we'd all been in COVID, so we were all becoming much better cooks. (laughs) And and so, you know, I started posting pictures of some things I was eating, you know, and it was summertime and I love making big salads and going to the farmer's market and finding all these great things. And I posted the salad just because it was pretty and colorful and everything. And somebody commented, can you send me the recipe? Mm-hmm. And I thought it's a salad, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I don't mean that mean, but no, I, I know there are people that need tools and encouragement yeah. and ideas. And so that's what got me to thinking to tell this person what I put in my salad, but um, <laughs> that just kind of got me thinking a little bit more. About, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, some people just sit and go, okay, well, you know, got this now. 
Right. You know, granted, there are people that, you know, and it could be me in three months, six months, six years that, that can't get out and do things and run. And I thank God every day that I can and that I can <laughs> blow it off <laughs> um, right. in the winter. I don't want to disparage the situations they're in by any means, but um, I do feel very strongly that if there's something I can do, you know, patient heal thyself. If there's something I can do to help me have better quality of life, then I want to know about it and I want to try it. And right. it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but. Right. But you got to try. Well, mm -hmm. what do you think was the pivotal moment for you um, from your symptoms to your healing? I think my pivotal moment to have me approach things the way I approach them mm -hmm. um, was the two books that I found, the overcoming Meniere's and saying, okay, this guy did this with sodium. I'm going to try that. Um, and then um, I think finding, and I don't even remember how I found them. I think it might've been through Steve's posts and life rebalance and so forth. Right. Um, discovering Vita as a resource and in the folks that were out there, definitely the life rebalanced um, series and, being able to relate to all those stories, yes. um, regardless of the actual diagnosis, because there are people with different diagnoses in the series, but um, just going, okay, I kind of feel like that. I'm okay. Okay. I'm not the only one out there. I'm not in denial. I'm, in, I'm okay. You know, I'm Something. trying to, you know, find my own way. Um, my, you mentioned symptoms diminishing. Um, I'm almost afraid to put this out in the universe. <laughs> um, hit me with it. <laughs> last summer, last summer, I went months with, I had one vertigo attack in months. No, no weird dizzy, no, you know, earrings all the time. That's that's just going to happen. But none of the weird, the other weird feelings, you know, yeah. the, um, and I started thinking, you know, I, I started kind of having imposter, <laughs> imposter syndrome. Like, is this, do I really have an ears? Right. Do I really have this? Because it seems like other people have a lot more problems than I do. Well, Enter October, November, December. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And where, you know, where I live in Indiana, you know, it's 33 one day, it's 63 the next day, it's 10 below, it's 45, right. you know, and all the pressure changes. And I started thinking back and went back and looked at my journals and I realized that November and December were hard months for me last year too. So, right. you know, I kind of got... Reminded that, no, you don't have imposter syndrome, honey. You really do have this. You're not alone with that, Lisa. When I okay. started healing, no, no, no. When I started um, healing and I was feeling my best life and I'm still popping on these groups that I'd been a part of since the beginning, I started feeling guilty for feeling better. So I pulled out a lot of those groups and I will tell you, I wasn't posting anything, 
even though I should have been doing the opposite, you know, encouraging, pouring into those groups and giving encouragement and inspiration. But I found myself pulling back and saying, who am I? Nobody's going to believe me. You know, we're out sailing. Nobody's going to believe my, my symptoms. And, um, it's heavy. It's really hard to pull back into that until you have those symptoms. <laughs> and then you're like, yep, I have it. <laughs> And in yeah. a weird sort of way, you're like, okay, I'm still part of the club. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. You feel in a weird, twisted way validated. <laughs> I know it's awful, but it's, it's so true because yeah, because there, there are so many people that are, um, I mean, I use the word stuck, but they just haven't found the tools and they, you have, I think you have to go through the process and then something just clicks one day. And, um, cause there's a lot of work. There's a lot of work to do. Um, to get where we are. And what, can you tell me some of the tools that you use? I know that you are, you're a yogi, right? Are I am. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I trained and um, when I was living in Austin and California and over the years, I was fortunate enough, some, some really great teachers in California and out West where most, a lot of them are. And, right. um, but then, and I taught a little and so forth. And of course, you know, no symptoms and, you know, upside down doing all the things. <laughs> um, but um, I haven't taught for a long time, but yeah. I do, I do practice, you know, on my own. I have a yoga room in my house and I do practice. I did um, have a little bit of an issue uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was practicing and haven't practiced since. Uh oh, I know. So I need to get back. I need to get back on it. So yeah. I do that. Um, I have found, I joke with my friends that I exercise out of fear. Um, I always, you know, in the summer, much more active every summer. I'm like, I'm running, you know, and run, walk, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but then I started noticing that um, my symptoms were less severe if I was running or walking and some days, um, when I feel a little wonky, mm -hmm. if I go for a walk, it will help. Um, but you know, you reach a certain, you know, if you're, if you're at DEF CON, you know, one or yeah. two and go, okay, keep walking around, go for a walk, go, go, go. But if I'm at DEF CON five, you know, forget it. Coming out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I find that with anxiety too, if I'm um, getting irritated or anxious, if I'm able to get out and walk and walk it off, it just kind of clears me, clears my head a bit. Yeah. I think my newest tool, oh, sorry, we overlap, overlapped yeah. a little bit, sorry, <laughs> that delay. Um, the other tool that I have found recently because of, you know, the October, November, December thing, um, is, and I, I don't know how I stumbled on it, but, um, weather X earplugs. And so I thought, well, what the heck I'll try them, you know? And, and I think they kind of help. Um, and they do say on them that they're for migraines, but, um, it helps regulate pressure a little bit. I feel okay. like, um, I have found that if the pressure is increasing and I'm wearing them, it makes my ears hurt a little bit and I feel more, you know, that stuffing up feeling. But if 
pressure is decreasing and I put them in, I think it's helpful. Yeah, cool. I think it's helpful. So. My last guess, we we spoke about that, that I um I actually had the app, WeatherX app on my phone for a while, but it wasn't really beneficial to me because I can feel when it's coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I wanted to try the earplugs because I've heard wonderful things, but I haven't tried them yet. So that's so interesting. I'm going to have to get a pair because um, the yeah. pressure is one of my biggest symptoms. It's one of my biggest triggers for sure. And and I was a little bit hesitant because I tried, it's the same company, I think, that does the airplanes. And I tried those the last time I flew to, actually, and didn't like them at all. I was like, this is, this is, oh, take these out. And oh, I apologize really? to airplanes, but they were not, they were not right for me. Um, right. At, funny enough, my ears feel the most normal when I'm on a plane. So, you know. I should just become a flight attendant, <laughs> live on a plane. Um, but um, so, and, and so coming home from that trip, I didn't wear them mm -hmm. and felt a little bit better, but I still have a lot of trepidation about flying, you know, yeah. that yeah. fear of what if something goes sideways and I'm on a plane sounds yeah. awful. So. I know nowadays it's kind of hard. I, I've only been on the flight once since 2016, since my symptoms began and it wasn't so bad, but yeah, I'd rather drive. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's where I probably have the most fear. Really? Um, where I, um, I used to, I had, uh, I was in a relationship for several years and he lived in Chicago and I'm Chicago all the time. And, um, I, you know, I, I drive places and now I'm always like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to drive. I hope I'll be okay. But I'm very, very nervous about driving much farther than 45 minutes to an hour. I'm really Still nervous. to this day. Mm -hmm. Cause my sister lives about seven hours away and I used to drive to Iowa all the time. And, um, I, I have not since I was diagnosed. I'm afraid to. So have, true, you had true a bad <laughs> have you had a bad experience on the, uh, on the road? Um, I had, I did have, um, I would say on the scale to one to 10, probably about a six. Um, I was with a friend and we were going to a concert in Indianapolis. And for us, that's about a two hour drive. And I was driving and I'd been fine. I looked down at my console, looked back up and was, woo. And I went, oh no. Well, that's not actually what I said, but, and <laughs> she immediately grabbed my, grabbed my steering wheel. And I'm like, no, okay, okay, okay. So we pulled off and we went to a rest stop, which is, a, there's quite a large truck stop um, between here and Indianapolis. And that's where... And we sat outside in the parking lot for a couple hours. Wow. And, um, you know, I just leaned, I, I walked, I walked a lot, lots of walking, walking, walking. And then I sat and I leaned against, you know, cause there's this huge sign that you can see from the highway. So I'm leaning against one of the big posts sitting in the gravel. Like, oh my gosh. Staring at a telephone pole way off in the distance, doing my vestibular therapy. <laughs> you know? Wow. And we eventually made it to the concert and I was just 
swaying. How did you do in the concert? Well, you know, I looked just like everybody else, but I I was not under the influence of anything at that point. <laughs> my my whirling and and dizziness was all coming from inside my head. Oh um, my gosh. But we made it, we made it through. And then the next day drove back and I kept saying, I feel a little weird, but I'm okay. And I realized I only had in one contact. So Oh my goodness. <laughs> that might have been part of it too. It might have been. Well, I wanted to mention, I know when I started dad. Yeah. My father. Was that your dad? Yeah. <laughs> dad, you're not invisible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Are you coming back by? <laughs> now he's invisible. <laughs> um, when I went back yeah. to driving, <laughs> when I went back to driving, um, well, I guess I should backtrack. I went into the driver's license to renew my license. And at a certain age, I'm over 50, um, you have to take the test all over again. And when I did that, they ask you questions like, have you, do you have seizures? Have you been dizzy in the last six months? And I paused. I'm like, six months, let's try six hours. So I contemplated over and over in my head, do I, am, am I to be honest? Or am I to just push through? My job at the time involved driving to patients' homes. So I said, okay, I can't live with myself if something happened to me. So I'm going to be honest and see what happens. I was honest. They took my license from me that day. And actually, they suspended my license until it went in front of a medical review board. I had to call my parents to come get me <laughs> from the driver's license bureau at, at I think I was 40. 49 years old or something. <laughs> I love telling my son about that. But then um, after like six months and going back and forth, um, they reinstated it, but it was jumping through hoop. It's a pain. Yeah. Wow. I know. I've never, I've never had to do that. And I'm, I'm older than that. And so, um, yeah, because my job involves driving too. I'm in sales, so yeah, yeah it's kind of scary because you—it's that. You no, know, a lot of my clients, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you just drive <laughs> differently? Do you drive differently? I know I drive to the right, so I have an easy escape off the shoulder if I have to. I don't. I don't think about that actually. Yeah. Um, what I, the one thing I notice I do is if my head feels, if I feel like, again, this October, November, December thing, didn't do it in the summer, but um, I actually did drive to uh, central Illinois with my son and his girlfriend um, in the fall without incident. So nice. yeah, who knows, but it, it, that's the thing. It's the great mystery, isn't it? It's like, it, is. oh, it was fine the last time. Um yeah. But um, I, what I've noticed is in here in the winter, you know, we used to call it playing summer in Iowa um, when we were teenagers is I crack the windows mm -hmm. and it helps um, that feeling of, of pressure and closed in, in my, that I feel in my car sometimes um, on days where I'm, you know, feeling my, my head's feeling full. And, you know, maybe it's psychological, but if it helps, it helps, right? Yeah, so. right. 
you know, so I'm sitting there with my gloves on and everything, right. the windows cracked. Yeah. <laughs> we do what we have to do. Yeah. Play summer, play summer. Right. Hey, I, I noticed on your blog that you spoke of the jar of moments. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really cool that you're um, interested in that. Um, a long time ago, maybe two or three years ago, I I read something online about starting a jar of moments. And every time, I mean, this will be one I write down. Um just little piece of paper, just write down the date and something cool or memorable or special or something that made you laugh or whatever um, that happened that day, put in the jar. And then on New Year's Day, I dump them all out and read them. And and it's kind of cool. It is just, really you know, cool. and there'll be little things like, you know, had dinner with Heather. It was fun. Yeah. Or, you know, or it could be, you know, went to Michelle's surprise birthday party. Right. Big things, little things. Little things. Um, so cool. Yeah. And it's just kind of a, just kind of like a, a year in review kind of thing. And I like on New Year's Day, I like to kind of um, review the year and kind of set an intention for the year ahead. And it fits nicely into that. Yeah, that's really nice because we do forget a lot of those moments, those great moments that happen throughout the year. I, I was thinking also that if you're having a bad day, that's something you could also go to, you know. Yeah. Well, case in point, last June, I had an attack, the only one I had all summer, knock on wood, um, and it was in the middle of a client meeting. Oh, no. And um, and I did, I did post on Instagram about it. And I got, a, people were so great. They were so supportive. Um, but, um, and this particular client did not know about my Meniere's disease. And typically I'm there by myself. Um, but I happened to be with another um, coworker of mine because we were working on something together. And I just got up and walked out. And he... And, and he was like, um, he said later, he said, oh, I thought you were just getting up and going to the bathroom. And then I realized your file was like dumped out on the floor. And he oh, said, no, something's wrong. But, um, and I'll backtrack a little. One of the attacks that I had in 2019, when they started happening more often, um, this was probably a pivotal moment. I had one at work and they eventually, after several hours, put me in an ambulance and sent me to the hospital oh, wow. because they were afraid I was having a stroke yeah. because of the stagmas and, you know, all that. And it was, yeah. you know, that was kind of a big, that was kind of a big deal, kind That's of a big scary. deal, kind of an expensive deal. Um, but so I, I, I walked back into the office where this client was sitting and my coworker was sitting and I said, Hey. I said, remember that time when that thing worked? And he goes, yeah. I said, it's happening right now. Oh no! And that's all I said. And I just went back to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Now where I happened to be was Ronald McDonald House in Northeast Indiana. And so it was getting towards the end of the day and families were starting to come in. Kids were getting out of school and they were joining their mom and dad and, and that sort of thing. Um, families that were staying there and using their services. So- 
you know, they were coming and knocking on the door and um, they're like, should we get a wheelchair movie? I said, no, wheelchair sounds like an incredibly bad idea. Right. <laughs> so um, they said, well, I said, I know you need me to get out of this bathroom. You know, I'm sitting on the floor. You know how it is. Manu's yes, I do. How it is. And um, so finally I got up and I walked in. I had my shoes in my hand. And I said, you guys, if we're going to move me, we got to go right now. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. So they shout out to Ronald McDonald House of Northeast Indiana and those people. They took me to one of their rooms Aww. in the back. And they said, you can stay and or as long as you need to and rest. That's wonderful. And so I was there for probably, yeah, I was there for a couple more hours and then, and then drove home like wow. 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, so kind of embarrassing, kind of, you know, it was kind of weird, but you know, I just, every day I'm like, thank goodness I wasn't like at an auto repair place or <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> the floors aren't so clean I mean, not that hospital yeah yeah, yeah and I was somewhere <laughs> with a really nice soft bed and because they, they basically put me in what really was like a little hotel room and so kind of them yeah so was that your last episode um a vertigo um no I had one a little before Christmas not a super duper bad one, but bad enough. I was at a restaurant with a friend. I said, we got to go. I said, and I need you to follow me home. Have you been able to find out what your triggers are, Lisa? Mm. I mean, something that would bring that on while you're out at a restaurant. Sometimes I, sometimes I honestly wonder if it's anxiety of worrying that it's going to happen. Um, there are different places and, you know, tell me if you experience this different places where you can go, even places where you used to go that didn't bother you, um, bother you now. There are certain, uh, restaurants that bother me more, um, certain rooms in those restaurants. I have a networking group that I'm in and this one room where we meet, it just always feels like, you know, um, I, I think it really, for me, a ton of it has to do with barometric pressure. Yeah, it really does. It really does. And lack of exercise. If I go several days. Yeah. It's a big, big I, It's so funny you mentioned the rooms because the rooms was a huge thing for me. Um, the first time I ever experienced um, noise induced vertigo was when I thought I was getting better and my mother took me out to lunch. And there was no one else in this restaurant, but the ceilings were high and a school bus of fifth graders walked in and their little voices hitting that roof. My, my mom's a cardiac nurse and she immediately looked at me, grabbed my arm, looped it in her arm and took me outside because the nystagmus started and I just was not there anymore. It was the, one of the worst feelings. And, but just the noise sensitivity and the surroundings, if it's, if it's a more intimate place, I can handle it. But if it's there's a lot of clanking and a lot of noises and the voices, I just, it's too much. Mm -mm. Even today, even today. So I have to be very particular about where I sit and have an escape route and all that good stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I think, you know, and I'll be sitting there and I'll be kind of thinking, hey, I'm doing pretty good. And then... Some <laughs> 
Sometimes I wonder if I trigger myself, (laughs) you know, I honestly, now I will say a new experience. Um, I had not gone to a movie since COVID and prior to COVID movies were not an issue. I went to a movie with a friend in, it was the night we talked on the phone. We talked on the phone and I told you it was snowing and that I was meeting a friend and then we were going to go to a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. We're halfway through that movie and all of a sudden my nystagmus just hit and I reached over and grabbed her arm and I I probably about drew blood. I mean, I, oh man, I was holding it. She's, and I just sat there. I looked away from the screen and just did deep breathing. The nystagmus stopped. I felt funky, but not particularly dizzy just off. Right. And so I stayed for the rest of the movie and just didn't look at the screen. There was a couple of times I looked up and went, Oh no, (laughs) Nope. Can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. We just went to avatar three hour movie went to avatar. And I always have a problem when I first walk in the theater, because it's so dark, I have to grab onto my daughter or my husband or Walser still to this day. And once I get to my seat, I'm fine. And, but when the movie first starts, I cannot watch it. It's just so, I don't know what it is about the beginning of the movie. It's just so overly stimulating. But once I, once they get into slowing down things, then I'm able to watch it as long as there's not a lot of commotion. And I do, I watch the, most of the movie with my eyes closed. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. Avatar with your eyes closed? Oh. <laughs> yeah, not the whole thing, but when I, when I started to feel symptomatic, yeah. But I made it through it. And I love movies. I I love movies. And yeah, you know, and I don't know if it's just because of the time of year again or or not. But boy, there was that, there was a period, I mean, December, November, December was, was rough. I mean, every single day I felt funky one degree or another. Um, I was standing, I was sitting for, for work, standing, sitting, increasing the size of the font on my computer. And then some of the programs I use wouldn't work. So I'd have to decrease it again and then increase it, turn the light way down, you know, on the computer. I was wearing sunglasses while I was working, um, you know, just trying everything. And, and the nystagmus really kicked up a notch, Terrible. really kicked up a notch mm-hmm. and it's changed. It's changed from side to side to swirling. Mm-hmm. Why? Who knows? Who knows? Only the Meniere's gods know that. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I think they would be able to tell you if you did that vestibular testing. I know. I've thought about it. Ah. I've thought about it. And, <laughs> and I've often wondered if they're going to give me another diagnosis. You know, and say, well, you got this too. Yeah, you got this. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, all right. You would still do things the same way. I probably would. I probably would. Might change the diet again. Might have to have a couple of little talks with the dizzy cook and you know, dig into her recipe books a little bit more. Um, but um, you know, who know who knows? Who knows? But you know, I was all ready to go get my glasses checked again. I'm like, you know, I think maybe my bifocal line's in the wrong place, you know, just trying to think about all the different things that might be now- that's interesting to me. You can wear bifocals. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I've got I've tried them and man, they instantly make me dizzy. There's no way. So yeah, 
Well, and you know, and I've had them for a long time. And the last time I went to have my prescription updated, you know, that's when we really kind of had the Meniere's conversation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, whenever we have our glasses changed, it's always kind of, right. Um, it's like a relief, but then it's not, you know, um, for sure. But I was carrying contacts in my purse for a while because there was one incidence I was actually at my office. And um, mm -mm. again, a, kind of a new symptom. Um, this was probably in November. Nystagmus hit me so hard and so sudden that it, I, I did this, you know, and, you know, um, I work at a radio station so people can kind of, we kind of say whatever we want to say. And the sales room is, you know, and so I was like, oh, you know, and one of my Hi. other, one of my other coworkers is like, you okay? And I'm like, nope. And he's like, okay, need us to do anything? Nope. And I immediately, I just took my glasses off and got my contacts on my purse and threw those in my eyes. And I'm like, okay, just did the deep breathing, deep breathing, deep breathing. I'm like, okay, started to move, hit me again, deep breathing, deep breathing, deep breathing. And then, and then just kind of felt funky for a couple hours, but never went into full vertigo. So wow. I don't know what's going on with the nystagmus. It's just weird. And it has definitely changed. Wow. Definitely changed. Well, if, I mean, as long as you can adjust to it, um, why Ooh. poke the bear? <laughs> I know, yeah. right? Wow. I know. Deep breathing has been a big thing for me. You were asking going way back and yeah, um, news you can use, tools. Um, <laughs> deep breathing is a big thing. And I know, and I know they talk about box breathing on yeah. a lot of the um, socials. And I'm not totally... I, I don't know that I totally know what that is. Is that just like inhale, exhale? In it, yes, I, I believe it is inhale first, like five seconds, hold it for five seconds, exhale, hold it, you know, the whole thing. Okay, yeah. And I I definitely, you know, just kind of go into that. I sit and I, you know, kind of feet on the ground, hands on something, Grounding eyes. Yeah. Close my eyes and breathe. And I just keep saying, you are okay. You are not moving. You are not moving. You are not moving. And it, 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 it helps, you know, there's those times with the vertigo that it does. Right. Yeah. I would say nine times out of 10. And it helps. Mm -hmm. I think it's calming. You just calm yourself down. You know, I think that's a big part of it, what you're telling your nervous system. Absolutely. What would you say that living with these vestibular disorders, oh, well, with Meniere's has taught you? Oh, compassion for other people's stuff. You know, um, I think I'm a lot more um, observant and um, empathetic mm -hmm. to other people that have stuff. Yeah. You no. Know, um I don't have to understand it. I don't have to get it. Um but um yeah, a lot a lot more absolutely empathetic and compassionate and I think also I mean gosh, aren't you just so thankful 
when you're symptom free. Oh, yeah. Have a great day. Yes. And you forget. And (laughs) how we used to take that for granted. And now, yeah. And now you notice it. You know, I was reading, I was reading a book that I'm reading right now and um, talking about health and gratitude towards health. And I'm like, oh yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, vestibular disorders are pretty humbling, pretty because we can't control it. We don't know when it's going to happen. And so when you are feeling good, you're so thankful. And when you're able to go and do that activity that you've been so looking forward and everything goes off without a hitch and you have right. a great time and you know you don't have to leave early and you have a great time, you're even more thankful for mm-hmm. that great time. Awesome. You know? Yeah. It's just yeah. yeah. And how yeah. things and and really truly understanding and respecting the fact that things could change at any minute and to be thankful for where you are and what you are blessed with. So true. It could change. could change in a flash. Just like that. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, and I am, this is exciting. Um, I'm going to be on one of the patient panels for the Life Rebalance Live conference coming up. How exciting. When is that? Yeah. Yeah. I was really, really honored to be asked to do that. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And when it first came up was when, you know, I was having imposter syndrome. So I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) You know, now that, now that I've had the last couple months that I've had my, you know, these woo woo weeks that I've had that maybe, you know, I feel a little more qualified, I guess, but that's um, so cool. To support me, well, you know, I need to get back into, you know, doing my blog again. I kind of have um, taken a little break from it and I need to get back into that. And so going to that, reading that, commenting on that, I think it would be great if people, um, if I could get more input from folks to um, share with me what, you know, they're kind of interested in and, you know, what they would like to see in a blog. It might be beyond my scope. It might not be, you know, it's cool. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I'm not a medical professional. So, (laughs) you know, but you know, just to talk about it, what would be helpful? You know, what have you, you know, just seeing what people are interested in. Um, I will tell you at the end of this that I can put a question and I will place that question at the end of the podcast and see if I get any feedback and I'll shoot it to you. So if anybody has any ideas of what Lisa can write about. Oh, that'd be great. Thank yeah. you. I'd no, love that. No problem. Yeah. That's so I, love that. I get a lot of yeah. feedback that way. Yeah. So I love and it. If, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. And if I don't, and I, and I say that, I think on my website, I'm like, let me know if you've got any ideas or, you know, um, but I haven't had any takers. You know, I so. think that people feel that they're bothering us. I've had recently had a couple of people reach out to me. Um, I should say some some vestibular warriors have reached out to me saying so and so wanted to reach out to you, but they didn't want to bother you. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. Reach out to me. <laughs> I don't mind at all. If I can talk, I will. If I can't, you know, I think um yeah. they don't want to bother us because they think we're so busy, but we make time. That's what it's all about. So 
Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we go, I wanted to end with something a little fun. I do it with at the end of every interview. It's called Whirlwind Questions. Are you ready? Uh, or actually, did you want to share anything before we go? Well, I shared the information about Life Rebalanced um, live, and I would really encourage any any um, one that's watching or listening to the podcast to you know definitely check out the Vita site and um, also look up the Life Rebalanced live conference. Yes. Going to be. I'm March. interested in that. I will be posting that. I didn't even realize they were doing that. And I'm um I'm a cast member of season two. I don't know if you knew. You that. are. I oh. am. I'm so excited to be um, asked. I just did my first interview last week. (laughs) That is super exciting. Yeah, so, so cool. So many amazing people on it. Yes, and that's the thing too. I mean, Heather, honestly, haven't we met some really great people? Oh my gosh, some amazing humans. And you know what? I don't know of any other community out there that is like this. It is just crazy. Even, um, I mean, just the way that we lift each other up and lean on each other and we we can reach out to anybody at any time. It's just, it's a family and I love it. I love all my vestibular sisters and brothers. And it's so great to find people, you know, and if anybody's listening to this that feels really alone, you're not. No. We're, we're out there spinning too, and, <laughs> um, you know, and it is so great to connect with people because we, the people that are in our lives and love us and care about us, they, you know, hang in there with us and they ride the wave with us, but they don't totally get it. And to have that conversation or meet somebody in person for the very first time that gets it. Yeah. It's just so freeing. And you can sit there, you know, when your ears doing this and you're doing that and they're like, yes, I totally get that. And everybody else around is going, you know, and it's, it's wonderful. I know it's so validating and it it just, and even though you're talking about some really, you know, crappy stuff that happens to us. Right. It's, it somehow makes it okay when you find somebody that is like, oh yeah, that happens to me too. That you're not alone, that you're not experiencing. It's so great. Yeah. It's so great. So hard to explain, but yeah, it is. It's just, but it's nice to know you're not alone. And that's why, too, I have really been one of the things that I do want to do here in my community, um, because it, it doesn't exist, is um, some kind of a support group here in my community. Oh, like live? Yes. I know there's some great online ones, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> to do something here and get with like my best therapist and start to kind of, and I was hoping to do that last year and it just kind of you know, back burner dip, but um, that's something I would like to do. I know because I've met a couple of people, a guy that used to do my hair all of a sudden. (laughs) I was talking to him one day. I was, and then I said, yeah, you know, I've been kind of dizzy and da la la. And he says, do you have Meniere's disease? I have Meniere's disease. I said, I do too. (laughs) And I've 
known him for like 14 years. Oh my goodness. And, you know, and then, and then a, a physician's assistant at my dermatologist's office. She's looking at my record. She's like, oh yeah, I have Meniere's disease. What? You do? You know? <laughs> and so they're, they're there, they're yeah. out there. And yeah. so to a, a, a group that's positive and encouraging and sharing ideas, I really, I really would like to get that going here awesome. um, this year. So if you live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, look me up on <laughs> Look me up on the gram. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm going to, as soon as you get that going, yeah. I'm gonna let me know and, and I will spread the yeah. word too. Exciting. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Awesome. So are you ready for whirlwind questions? I guess so. We'll okay. And there's no wrong okay. answer. <laughs> Don't be scared. Um, fill in the blank. Vestibular disorders are. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to my head. <laughs> Interesting and surprising. <laughs> you feel your symptoms coming on and you're trying to be bravely. So what's the first thing you do? Mm. I deep breathe and see, try to see where it's going to go. And if I'm with people that know me, I'll say, you know, I'll just say, I may need to leave. You know, I'm just honest, but yeah, I try not to make a big scene. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be quiet about it. Yeah. My husband usually knows it's usually in my eyes and I just kind of grip him. I'm like, okay. The the friend I was having dinner with a couple of weeks ago, I just looked at him. I said, look at my eyes right now. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So it's good to have people out there that know what's going on. <clears throat> though when you're especially when you're out with them yeah and they're not freaking out right they're not freaking out oh well, that just adds to it what's one thing people usually get wrong about you hmm uh that i am standoffish and conservative hmm interesting i don't hear that quite as much as i used to but i i used to hear it Quite this. Oh, you're a lot different than I thought. <laughs> With people. Yeah. And I did have somebody, I would say within the last, well, I saw her this weekend and we were talking about it. I said, that meant so much to me. She said to me one time this summer, she looked at me, she goes, you know, you're not the Karen I thought you were. Oh okay. My <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. What's your, Lisa, what's your favorite meal? Oh, pasta, 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 or, or salmon. I love salmon. I love salmon. Nice. Nice. What's the last show you binged and loved? Oh, I am watching new girl again for the second time going That's through so the cute. I love it. I laugh out loud. Yes. That, and I would say The Crown. Oh, so good. Yeah. And Yellowstone. I haven't gotten into that one yet. I'm trying to. That'll be my next one. Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah. What, um, what is on your nightstand? Oh, I was wondering if you were going to ask me this one. I have um, a clock. I have one, two, three, four, five five, six books, 
two of which I'm reading. What what are they? Oh, okay. Um, one is Be Becoming by Michelle Obama. Um, I read like half of it and it's kind of sitting there. Uh, yeah. One is called Breathe Lessons by Ann Tyler, which is an oh. older book. Um, one is um, called Imagine This that was written by John Lennon's sister, Julia. Um, I met her several years ago and I have a copy of that. Collection of her books all in one. Oh my goodness. essays all in one. <laughs> um that one you kind of come and you you go and you read a little bit come back to it right um when i have not started yet it's a essays by and it's i've had it for a while and i haven't read it yet um essays by a, a bunch of female authors called bitch in the house oh um, that sounds interesting yeah and they're just kind of talking about all the things marriage sex Sex, kids, money, jobs, just the things. Um, what's the other one? Uh, just Kids. Uh, it's a book by Patty Smith about her time with um, Robert Maplethorpe. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, a wide variety. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, too. I usually have two or three going at once. It just depends on my mood and not oh. including my audiobooks. Oh, one, um, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. Oh, um, read that one either. And I just finished Soundtracks by John Acuff. So that was a, that was a good, that was a fun read. That was more like a business oriented, yeah. but, but very good. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to pull a couple of those out of there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more on my nightstand. <laughs> There's more. There's um, five or six bottles of fingernail polish for those last minute touch-ups before you go to bed. Um, <laughs> and a candle. This is hopeful. Um, and a coaster for my water bottle. Okay. <laughs> What's an activity that completely relaxes you? Probably one of my very favorite things is just kind of getting together friends for dinner wine and just talking talking real talking not superficial talking but real talking i don't have the energy for that. small talk anymore i don't either yeah isn't that crazy what movie could could you watch over and over and never tire of <laughs> the first ghostbusters movie oh my god <laughs> i love it what did you do, Ray? No, I love, I love that movie. Um, and every year, every year I watch, ever since I can remember, I have watched A Christmas Carol, um, the black and white version with Alistair Sim. Aww. Love that movie. Yeah. Just, I love that movie. Okay. And um, yeah. So I watch that every, every, every year. Nice. Yeah. There's a lot of movies I love, but yeah. Ghostbusters always just comes right to mind. Have you ever seen The Family Stone? Oh, yes. I love it. I love that's, it. Yeah, I that's love that one. movie. It's it, You go through every emotion in that movie. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very sweet. It's very tender. And I think it's very, um, it's a good portrayal of 
a family that, you know, they all just love each other so fiercely, but yet they still fight, <laughs> you know, right. and it's, it's just, real. Yeah. Yeah, it's very real. That's very real. I love Diane Keaton too. So. I do too. And the breakfast, the breakfast casserole scene. The best. <laughs> so. Yeah. What yeah. is your, it's a good movie. Yes, it is. What's your most used tool in your vestibular toolbox? Mm. Oh, you're going to make me pick one. Um, I would say there's a lot of deep breathing. <laughs> A lot of deep breathing, no matter if it's just something might be starting or if I'm in the middle of the storm, there is always, always deep breathing. Yeah, that's, a, that's an important one. You take it with you everywhere. It's easy to use. Yeah. Sure. And then the latest, the latest thing would be the WeatherX earplugs. Experimenting. I've got to give those a try. Thank you so yeah. much for doing that because that's, that's a big one. Yeah. And everybody's different. And it says it right on the box, you know, experiment. And I'm starting to see that for me, it's not the increasing, it's the decreasing. The last question is, what are you extremely grateful for today? Um, what am I extremely grateful for today? Um, well, this face-to-face -face thing. This has been awesome. We've talked on the phone like yeah, a few times. Texted back and forth and everything. So this is this is this is gonna get a little piece of paper in the moments jar. Um <laughs> doing this. This is great. So well Lisa, it's been so fun. <laughs> well this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. Um, really have been looking forward to it and it's been a lot of fun. So okay. I love what I'm you're doing and you. I enjoy your podcasts. And Thank you, Lisa. I'm so happy we finally connected. It was great hearing your stories and I relate so much to so many of them. If you had a takeaway or that something that really resonated with you with this conversation, please reach out to us on social media and tag us. If you haven't left a review yet, please do so. Lisa also asked, what would you be interested in hearing more about on your blog? Please feel free to leave the information here or reach out to one of us and let us know. We absolutely love hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to reach out to myself or Lisa, please see the show notes for details. If you would like more information on vestibular disorders, please go to the Vestibular Disorders Association website at www.vestibular.org. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Meniere's Muse for updates. Thank you again for being here, and we'll see you next week, Warriors.